Today's episode is all about change. So I think 2020, like if we have to pick a word <laughs> for 2020, I think change would be one or adapting or evolving. And we had an episode about adapting, evolving, episode five. So if you want to go listen about that, that's very relevant for this current time as well. But today I want to talk about change. And I'm going to be transparent. I've had a little bit of hard time lately. Um, and I'm bringing back my lovely, lovely friend, Usha Hamal, who you heard on episode two. Um, she's now working on the podcast with me, so you'll be hearing more from her, um, which is exciting for me to have someone to, to be on this journey with me. But I wanted to have an honest conversation with her because both of us, we finished our master's degrees in applied positive psychology and coaching psychology like less than a month ago. Well, this summer we finished. So we both are facing this time of transition. And if you are a student about to graduate or you graduate this year, this episode is definitely for you. If you are someone who is applying for jobs that constantly keeps being rejected, this episode is for you. If you're just someone, anybody, well, everybody is feeling <laughs> the times of change this year, this is for you because all of us go through change. Change is part of our lives. And that's the thing, it's like, I feel like I need this episode. I need this. I need to talk about this. I think this. we both do, Essie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I really hope that I, I can I can do with this podcast, that we can just have this kind of conversation. So let's get started. Welcome to Moving Dialogues. I'm Essie Augusto Vertanen, your host. And I created this podcast because I believe in dialogue. Dialogue is how we connect and share our stories. And our stories, well, they are our superpower. So I want to connect with you to share my own personal stories, but also introduce some incredible human beings and their powerful narratives that can move your heart, but also move you into action. I hope this podcast can also help you feel that you are not alone in whatever reality or struggle you might be facing and give you support from afar. I hope this podcast can also give you tools to help you keep connecting and keep moving no matter what. So let's connect and let's get moving. I think that's the biggest thing in 2020. Things have slowed down so much. And when we were in lockdown, everyone was stuck in one place and there's just like things have slowed down, life has slowed down. So then it, it's especially in this kind of transition stages, there is this kind of window. And I feel like I'm in this now. I just feel like things are very slow and quiet. I don't have that many clients. I don't have the dissertation or the full-time master's degree anymore. And there's this kind of space to kind of, you know, think about and overthink. And that's actually when you like, when you start thinking and self-doubting because you're overthinking everything. And because, you know, we were so busy for a year and a half with the master's degree with very crazy deadlines. And then all of a sudden that's gone. And then you're in this kind of space that you have all of that time that you don't put into that anymore. So then you're kind of like, what do I do now? <laughs> Which is kind of step, step two. I don't know, how do you feel about that? I, I relate to a degree, but I do have to say my beginning was slightly different than yours with more exaggerations. So in terms of like, um, I think your beginning was, is this really happening? 
And mine, mine, mine was more like, oh my God, this is happening. <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to do next? Oh my God, I cannot believe this is happening already. I'm not ready for this. So like all this thing like went through my head and then like this anxiety, you know, be like, this is happening. So like my heart was literally sinking in my chest to be like, what are you going to do next? So like all these thoughts, but then uh, this like I think that it that says a lot about me as a person as well that uh, when I'm transitioning to like a new phase in life especially one that I have no idea about I tend to freak out a bit more I like certainty so like I like knowing or like having some some form of idea of what's going to happen next this is why like freelancing really scares me <laughs> because I, I like to have a bit of ground groundedness in my life so that I can have that security because I'm, I'm living in a foreign country. I don't have family here. I don't even have a place of my own. I'm renting like so, so many different things are uncertain. So having like a certainty of a career is that one grounded thing that would give me that peace of mind to be like okay you have that going on so when we had uni i was like okay i have that ground that solid ground right now so i can do what i want i can be happy i can progress i can develop myself i can think of new ways ideas be creative this that all of that but then without that ground holding me down or like well letting me stand on it more like i felt very like oh my gosh like where where do my feet land now you know that's interesting you say that and you said many things there that I want to touch on is that that's a thing like you having a master's degree and again this could be you know that you've been maybe full-time employed then you're going to part-time or maybe you've been full-time employed and you're shifting into like freelancing or or being your own boss those are also another examples. We're speaking in education context because those are like either like when you're shifting from high school to maybe starting university or when you finish university and then you're stepping into the workforce like you and I are now facing. So this could really apply to anything what we're speaking about. But I love what you said about the fact that I've, what I heard from there is that there's structure. We had structure with, with being full-time student. That is a title. We are full-time, there are people who are full-time employed or we were full-time students. So that was our job to do that. So it brought a structure. It brought us like the plan that you follow these deadlines, structure. And I feel structure is what brings us stability. And it's interesting you said like you've been feeling that your experience have been, has been different. You're like, oh my, oh my, oh my God, okay, now this happened. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> for me, it was like, I'm not, oh my God, is this really happening? Like, hang on, it's not, it's not resonating with me. And that's the thing, when it comes to transition of change, each and every one of us have our own experience. But I think what we really want to do today with this episode is that by sharing our own experiences, we can help other people. Hey, you're not alone. You know, some of these things I'm sure resonate with, <laughs> resonate with others as well. But I, I wanted to touch on the um, the structure because when you said structure, this is something I've been thinking about a lot. I don't know if um, you're familiar with the chakra system, the energy system, but in each and every one of us, we have the chakra system. And, and the first chakra on that is called root chakra, which is all about safety, stability, security, money. 
it's also like includes the body so you feeling physically good in your body but basically like you know roots so we have roots in something so we're feeling rooted financially if we feel safe and stable or like that we have that full-time employment or we felt secure by having full-time being a full-time student and i feel um and this comes from my personal experience um so i'm not saying this is like facts or anything i'm just speaking from my heart so i feel the root chakra needs a lot of work when you're transitioning <laughs> Because when you transition, let's say, even if you are someone coming full-time employment to part-time or now us from being students trying to start building that career, like, okay, we're done with school now. What do we do now? What do you want to do next? Let's apply for that job or let's grow that business. It's very unsettling because you're changing a role in a way. You're changing from being, we are changing from be, being a student now really becoming adults <laughs> and like okay no like well unless we do phds later but okay school is done now it's like now we can just start focusing on our careers like what do we do now i don't know how, how do you feel about that i think one of the best thing about being a student is having that excuse of being like i'm a student i'm figuring it out you know <laughs> give me a break cut me some slack but when you're done being a student it's like oh shit like i have <laughs> i have to have it figured out now like i i was a student i'm no longer a student even when you're applying for positions like they ask you like what do you currently do and then you'd have that option of picking a student and you're like oh wow i cannot do that anymore like what am i unemployed like what do i really say but it's like it's not like we're unemployed necessarily it's like we are transitioning that's the difference it's like you do not i mean i'm sure there are people who get a job right away or even while they have a degree but it's like most of us it's like a transition period you know you finish one thing and then you look for another and you hope that you find the one you're looking for so yeah. yeah and i think with the root chakra it's like in i see it in a different way but i do agree with what you're saying it's like the muscles hierarchy of needs we do need to have like our basic needs met for us to advance and grow and become the person that we're meant to be yeah but when that ground is shaking and it's yeah. being taken away from us it's it's a shock to our system mm -hmm. we are not it's a lot to process we're not used to this mm -hmm. yeah I, i really do feel it and i feel like us having this conversation right now is the perfect time because we are actually feeling the shift into our life yeah oh for sure and um, and that's really what i want this podcast to be about and and that's the thing when Uh, when we're in this kind of transition stages and, and we can spend a lot of time in our in our heads because what I was thinking about my stages of this, this transition you're like yeah I'm confident like I got this like I'm gonna like yeah find a lot of clients or or maybe I'll find like a cool part-time job doing coaching or whatever that might be like you have this like little bits of you like yeah this is exciting we have a new chapter let's go and then <laughs> All of a sudden, it like entered in this kind of slump of self-doubt. Am I good enough? Oh no, there are other people applying. There's so many graduates this year. Oh my goodness. Oh, what do I really want? Do I really want that? Or do I not really want that? <laughs> and it's been also with 
and 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 like you were saying, I love that you brought up the Maslow's hierarchy, because that that's like exactly the same thing. So there's the physical needs of actually like food and shelter and all that, and then after that becomes the actual like you know safety of like finances and money and all those things. So that's the thing. It's like the pyramid. Like if 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 you're not kind of like I was saying, rooted. If you're not rooted in those things that you have roof over your head and you can feed yourself, that that's the first thing. If you can do that, you can't fulfill your potential. So I feel like that's what I've been feeling. I mean, the, the, the physical needs are met, but then when it comes to this kind of the transitioning from being a student to the other, which can bring up, and I want to be very transparent about this. Like when you transition in being a student and then you do enter, like you don't have a job yet, or maybe you don't have, you know, your own business. I'm lucky that I started my coaching business like a year ago. So I have a little bit of safety with that. And I've been freelancing uh, after I graduated my undergrad 2017. But the only thing I've been thinking about is that students who graduate 2020 in this reality, I mean, like after undergrad, so after bachelor's degree, when they, end, they graduate in 2020 in this reality, without really just they have not they have not started their careers at all if it feels unsettling for you and i when we've finished our master's degrees but we're still we've been employed and we've done a little bit of things in our career already but then those who are only starting i just feel for them because i'm like it was tough enough 2017 when i did that like okay what should i do i have no clue <laughs> and now at least we have a little bit of we have a little bit more confidence after doing a master's degree we do have more experience we've done more education we have worked a bit more i have my business you've done also coaching and you've also worked in different places but i just i don't what would you want to say to those people who if there's someone listening who is graduating for the first time and they are literally in that point of starting like like no experience what would what advice or comforting words would you give to them um, I think first of all, like when you're saying that I am picturing myself graduating initially and then having all of this uh, dreams and goals and hope and um, all of that to be like, okay, I'm going to be doing this and that. And that. it's okay if that doesn't work out, like I'll try something else. So it was kind of like that. And I was thinking there were so many things I wanted to do with my life. So it was like, okay, uh, I will get a work experience and I want to apply for master's and all of that. And I think what sort of went not the way I wanted was just you know, I think the reality of the situation was that when you try and it doesn't work out, what do you do with that? You oh, know, yeah. because that is going to happen to you. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. That's the biggest thing. How to deal with rejection. I don't like a word failure. I mean, we sometimes we make mistakes. I like a word making mistakes, but I hate the word failure because I don't believe in failures. I believe in lessons. I think at that point when you apply for something and you try and it doesn't work out, you tend to think of yourself as a failure. And I agree with you that there is no such thing as failure, but it is that title that you place upon yourself that puts you down when That's in reality what you actually needed was to be lifted up. You know, it's very ironic how all of this works. So I think going to your initial question, when you're first graduating, I would say that keep on trying, you know, it's, it sounds so simple, but 
it's it's just like rejection does not mean they're personally rejecting you you know they don't even know you to reject you like that Mm -hmm. and it is a very competitive world in the sense of you know there's so many people applying for the same positions we even experience that now so we understand what that's like but also the world is bigger than you know there is abundant supplies of possibilities that can happen to you as well so rather than settling for something you know or selling yourself short give your 100 percent. you know when you think you've done enough ask yourself if you've actually done enough is there something else you could do mm. I, that is like a very important like thing that i wish i could say to my past self oh that's beautiful very useful no absolutely no and that i'm sure that will resonate with many because that's the thing when you and I love that you you touched upon that and and I, I straight away go like there is no failure but that's how it feels it feels like you get a rejection or maybe you've done well in a in a job interview maybe you've gone to like through a few rounds and you're like oh my god I've I've gone closer and closer to this job and then you're just getting that rejection in the end it's just it, it just feels like oh I failed I wasn't or like I wasn't good enough that's huge I wasn't good enough uh Oh man, you know, you, you've done your best and you've showed up and you've prepped for interviews and stuff. And then you just like, you, it can give you that rejection. Like I am not good enough, but I want to tell whoever is listening that you are good enough because if you do your best, that's always enough. There's a different story. If you like, you wing something and you kind of half asset, that's a different story. But if you do your absolute best, you show up as you and you do it all. You are enough. You're always enough. And sometimes it might be that you had to half-ass something because you found it and you're like, oh my God, I still want to apply for it. That's even your best because you do your best in those current circumstances. Does that make sense? You know, like, but it's just knowing that, like what you said, like, hey, did I, did I, did I do enough? Have I done enough? But more like, have I done my best? Have I done my absolute best, everything that's in my control to get this job or do this project or whatever it might be? Have I done my absolute best? And that's the thing because perfectionism is a huge issue as well. And it's like thinking, oh, my CV is not perfect or, or like, oh my God, this, this presentation is not perfect. Like, no, perfection doesn't exist. But if you change that, like, have I done my best with this? Have I really like, oh, I did my best. This is, this is great. That's why you leave it. That's why you can send it off to the universe. And then it's up to the universe. If, if that job is meant for you. And, and this is actually what was, um, if I, and I actually have told this to many of my friends or clients who have been facing rejection. No means next. If you get a no, that means next. So instead of taking that as a, and I love that how you said it, that it's not, the rejection is not about you. You know, that it has nothing to do with you. But it was just, it, it wasn't for you. It, it has nothing to do with who you are as a person. It just wasn't for you. Because, and I keep saying this, and it is from Ed Milet. It's like, every, like everything in life happens for you, not to you. Everything is for you. Even the very, like, let's say those rejection moments. And they're hard and they're difficult. And you just want to cry it out. You did your everything. And then you do have all those feelings. But reminding yourself that this, even this, happened for me what did you learn 
What can I do better next time? What did I get out of this experience? Maybe they treated you in a way that you're like, I would never ever treat people that way. Oh, that's not cool. There's always something to learn, but then no means that wasn't for me. But this was just a stepping stone for me to actually get where I'm meant to go, whether it's with that job or whatever, we've been speaking job context. So no means next, please, everybody, write down a post-it note, put it on a wallpaper, no means next, you know? You can always tattoo it. <laughs> yeah. all, just put, tattoo it on your skin, I love it. But, um, but I'm kind of very, um, what I really want us to still, there's been lovely discussion thus far. I just loved it. I just love how we can just like have these kind of um, conversations and just, you know, I feel like these kind of conversations and, you know, connecting over these things. This also helps me. I mean, this helps both of us that we're just having this conversation. And guys, we didn't plan this. We just started recording. We're like, let's just speak about what we're going through because this is something that will resonate. And that's, that's what I want to do with this podcast. I want this to feel like that you guys are sitting with us having a cup of coffee and we're just having a chat about this and just thinking like how are we all feeling? How, we, how can we feel better? Because that's what it's all about, isn't it? Because so this is the next thing I want to discuss about is energy. Because when you get to that moment, the maybe like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm confident. I got this. Like I'm going to like, you know, this transition stage is going to be amazing. But then he actually might start hitting you that you lose your confidence. So we talked about rejections. You can lose your confidence or you can start doubting yourself. And I'm going to be transparent. I have felt very like lack of confidence, a lot of self-doubt, very emotional. And I was feeling that hype, like, yeah, I'm ready. Like, yeah, I can finally grow my business. And you're finally in that stage where we've been discussing in class. We're going to have, I can't wait to be done. And then we're going to start our careers and we're going to start doing all these projects. Like, and, and then you just kind of, you're in it. You just kind of enter this kind of slump of self-doubt. And then that can become a spiral without you even really knowing why it's happening because you start thinking all these things and stuff. I don't know. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? Have you been feeling anything like that? I think like actually from everything that you've said, going back to the earlier point as well, I really, I felt like I really resonated with a lot. And this discussion right now is quite healing for us because we are transitioning. So as much as we hope that other people can benefit from it, we are also benefiting from this discussion. So yeah. it's very quite heartfelt. So going from that, I think um, when you're just, it is, it's such a, like a difficult thing to go through. Uh, to give my example, I think, um, you know, while you were like, okay, I can do this. And I'm very optimistic and positive about it. I am a, a bit more cautious in the sense that I remember, like I thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be happening. What can I do now to try to make my, make things better for me? What can I do? So I was trying to like pre-plan things, but even though you try to pre-plan, <laughs> you try to do things that would help you you cannot control everything around you. It, you know, you can only do things to a degree and it's good to pre-plan. Don't get me wrong. Like I think a lot of great things can come from pre-planning and it would actually help with transitioning. So for instance, like volunteering beforehand, you know, that would help, you know, or like even like networking and which you have been doing very well, by the way, just thought I'll put that one out there. So I it just helped things. 
<laughs> all those things really help you transition but even even when you do your best to help yourself with the transition period you are still going to go through all of these other things unexpected things when you think even when you think that you've done your very best and you're like oh i'm at a really good place like i should be good life will surprise you so it's like expect the unexpected in life but also know that you can handle the unexpected as well the universe does not give you more troubles than what you can handle and when you go through the stage of doubting yourself and that definitely happens like I, even though I'm also doing coaching and all of that, I'm also trying to apply for other jobs in the site, you know? So when I'm applying for a job, um, I get, I mean, I have already been rejected. So it's like, I get the email, I check my email in the morning and then I see the email and in my inbox and it says like, um, unfortunately upon this occasion, we cannot consider you for the position, you know, basically rejection. <laughs> but, and when you say that, it's like, oh, on this occasion we cannot accept you so you start analyzing everything they're saying even though it's like that automated formatted email that they probably sent to everybody you know so it's just like in that moment you start doubting yourself be like wait like was there something wrong with my cv was there something wrong with my cover letter was there something with my qualification was there something about something that i did that i don't even know like what if the problem is something that i'm not even aware of how do i fix it so you just have like all these doubts from like all different places you know and then you start to maybe revamp your cv revamp your cover letter okay i'm gonna invest more time on application from now on you're like okay what can i learn from this experience so you even when you try to do your best with things the reality is that, you know, you need to consider that perhaps you're not the problem, you know, and it is really good thing to take responsibility for what you're doing to look, to look at yourself and evaluate and be like, hmm, did I do this correctly? Or do I feel like I, I'm happy with what I'm seeing? Am I happy with my, how my cover letter is, how my CV is and all the application form is? Am I happy with that? Do I feel content with that? And if the answer is yes, then you already know you're not the problem. You know, some, some things are beyond you, beyond what you see. So if someone is rejecting you, it just means that they're doing you a favor because that position probably wasn't the one for you. Mm-hmm. When the right position comes along, they're not going to pass you on because you would be the right suit, the right fit for the person. And I don't mean to sound unrealistic. I do understand the difficulty of applying and being rejected very well. But I also think that we, our vision is very limited. We only see a limited um, perspective of the world around us. We don't know the future. We don't know what lies even in the, in the next street, I don't know what's happening. So like all of that shows how limited everything really is in, in our eyes. So when something doesn't work out, you know, we are actually, we could possibly be saving ourselves from a lot of heartache and pain that could happen if that job had worked out, you know, because that wasn't the one for us. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to job, there is such a thing as the right fit. Mm-hmm. You know when you know. It's like it sounds almost like romantic <laughs> when you, you know when the person's the one for you but like i think it also applies for a job and and with job it's like 
it might not be that you end up being in that same position for the rest of your life. No, you can transition, you can grow and develop from that. But uh, finding that right job that fits you, that you are suitable for it and the job is suitable for you. It's a two-way street. It's a, it's like a relationship dynamic, you know. You don't, you shouldn't feel like you have to try so hard to fit into this position or like lying in your CV to just get a position because deep down you know you know your worth so I think like knowing your value and worth and also um spending your energy on on jobs that would also match that value and energy oh absolutely because when it's coming from an authentic genuine place that's when everything starts falling into steps and places I love that you went there because like as you were speaking, you literally went all the places I wanted to mention. I love that. No, but that's the thing. It's like we cannot mold ourselves to fit into something. That's forcing. You're forcing yourself into it. The moment if you're filling out some applications and you just start, I mean, yeah, you know, the application process, like, of course, if you see, if you see, um, you know, the, the qualifications and things they list that they want, and you're like, oh my God, yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, I'm that. Of course, then you, you know, you do the changes to your cover letter and you, you highlight those things. We're not saying, you know, you shouldn't do that. Of course, do that. But the fact is when you start going, like use it like in the inauthentic route, like you just start like, yeah, I'm kind of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just kind of molding yourself and your letters and everything just to fit into that instead of, you know, like actually seeing, like you said, the relationship dynamic do I actually see this as a potential, you know, the relationship that will work? That it's like I'm authentically a good fit. And I love that you brought up authenticity and you talked about taking responsibility. Because part of being authentic is that you take responsibility of yourself. You own yourself. You need to know yourself. You need to be yourself. And you need to own yourself. And that's from... Um, Stephen Joseph's book, Authentic. Yeah, the book is called Authentic. Stephen Joseph, I'm not sure about the, the I, I blanked on the, on the author, but the book is called Authentic. So he studied a lot of authenticity. Um, and those are the three things because we cannot be ourselves if we don't know ourselves. We cannot own ourselves if we don't know ourselves. We cannot own ourselves if we don't, we are not ourselves. See what I'm saying? You can't be yourself if you don't own yourself. All of that is a circle. So those are the things, the three things, like how to be authentic, know yourself. So before even getting out there, you really need to, and that's what I've been really spending time on, which I was saying that I was in this kind of kind of spiral. And maybe, maybe you are also feeling that you're lacking confidence or actually you're questioning, what do I really want to do? You know, what do I really like? Oh, like I'm seeing all these jobs. I don't really know how to put myself out there. Like I don't, you don't feel authentic in starting to do those coverless and CVs. So I think you need to ask, get to know yourself. Now that you've finished, wherever you are at, what do you love doing? What do you not like? What's something that gives you energy? What doesn't give you energy? Like what in your life, what experiences have been really amazing for you? What kind of work have you done? Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? Do you like to work with people or do you like to work alone? You know, get to know yourself. And that's what I've been like spending a lot of time on is to reflect 
And that's why I haven't posted on social media lately or anything, because I've really had to question myself, how do I want to show up? Who do I want to be? Now finishing this chapter, how can I be authentically me and embodying this new, you know, new normal and everything? And, and if listeners don't know, my background is in journalism. I did my undergrad in journalism. And then I did now my master's in positive psychology and coaching psychology. It was a huge jump, huge leap. So this is also for those, like if you're leaping into kind of a new career path, it can be feeling very disorienting. I feel you guys, <laughs> because now that, it, and, and, and Usha knows, because we've been in the same course, you know, you de- I've been dealing with that and, and getting coaching on that and kind of like learning to, but that's a constant process. So learning to get to know yourself so you can be yourself. And then what Usha was saying, owning yourself. So taking responsibility of, of your actions. I think those might be like the three things that I think have really resonated and helped me. But, but that's the thing. I love that you brought up the authenticity. Because if you're not authentic, then something inauthentic will come back to you or like you actually end up in a job that's not a good fit because you've pretended to be something you're not and that's just gonna lead to not good things <laughs> you know so do you have anything you want to touch on that yeah I think like I agree with you about the CV thingy and that's something like I was saying earlier as well but on the flip side of it is that sometimes people really struggle with the CV and cover letter, like, how do I sell myself? Like, Mm -hmm. because they are having all these doubts about myself, about themselves. So it kind of goes the other way around too. I actually worked with a client who had difficulty in advertising herself, even though she had the work experience for the job, she had like the education background for the job. She had like, like many, many years of experience for the position that she was more than qualified to be you know, what she wanted to be, but she couldn't present herself or like advertise herself enough for the, for the other person to know what she had to offer. So I think, um, you really have to know yourself. And I think it goes back to the second episode of moving dialogue. (laughs) I, and where I talk about like retail compassion that you become your own best friend. So kind of like how would your best friend describe your skills? You know, if your best friend was to write your um, CV or cover letter, how would she be presenting it to someone else so that they know your best assets, your best qualities, what you have to really offer? I think that's... We should do that. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) We should do it to each other. (laughs) Do it to each other after this. I love that. Oh, I absolutely love that. I I love that. That's a really great exercise. Just going to your best friend and just simply, and and that's the thing. That's actually, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I've been doing that. Because also when you're feeling low and you're doubting yourself and you're having this, I'm not good enough thoughts or just all that self-doubt and worry, one thing that has really helped me is that if you have a, you know, if you have a partner and, and obviously when you're in a relationship, you usually, you know, they, they've said really nice things to you and, or maybe they're giving you like nice card or maybe they've written love letters. I don't, I don't know. Like, or another aspect, if you're not in a relationship, but maybe you're working with clients, read your client testimonials. What did you give them? 
or like you know going to your you know your family friends like what is it that you come to me for what, what do you think i'm really good at what is it that you like about me you can just go and get feedback from your friends and when you have this feedback gathered and it could be from clients friends family uh boyfriend or girlfriend when you have this kind of feedback when you're feeling low read that read that because when i've like read my testimonies when i've been in doubt like oh my god like oh like doubting my my coaching business is gonna go anywhere but then when i read those testimonials from my previous coaching clients and they've told me like oh my god in four session you changed my life you helped me find my purpose oh my god like when you read those things you start feeling grateful you're like wow i can do this i have already done this and you just get filled up with positivity so sometimes we need that kind of um hear externally something that we're just in the moment lacking internally but just be sure you go to the right people yeah you know that you have the right you know right people you go for that's why I like that close close group of friends and or the or clients of course um i love what you said about the best friend feedback because that's the thing when you hear from others when oh i'm not gonna no you are and like yesterday, actually, I want to share this because I was messaging Usha. Oh, I've been feeling low, just lacking confidence. I feel nothing is happening. I'm just feeling low. And then I just haven't done that much. And then, then you were saying, Essie, even when you're feeling low, you're more productive than some of the other people I know. But straight away when you said that, I was like, oh, well, that feels nice. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm doing okay. Or like, hey, Essie, you have many qualities to give. Like, just keep on going. You got this. Like, hey, like, you know, sometimes you, we need each other. We're not like, we're pack animals. We're meant to be together. We're meant to be connected. And I feel like in this moment of loneliness and self-doubt and rejection and all these things. So, so when you're really trying to authentically find yourself and how to show up in the world, whether it's for that new job, applying for a job, any transition in stage to get to know yourself and be yourself and own yourself is also like find out the impact you've done for people around you what i said and i love that best friend exercise i think we should do that. <laughs> let's go for it but i i think like i was also thinking it's back in the days i think like when people used to send each other letters like when you when you have like i don't know like a lover far away or even like a family far away and you send each other letters and then you're like oh I really miss you like I miss the times we had together you were very good to me and you yeah, I don't know like some some kind of like nice gesture so I think those kind of things were really helpful I me and like some of my friends like we we still send each other letters even though you can you know talk to each other on the phone like have a video call all that there's something very special about a handwritten letter that someone wrote while thinking of you that it was written for you, mm-hmm. you know, with their hands, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I I still have like letter that my best friend sent me, you know, like she usually sends me and I send her back. And some of the things that she's written, it's just so beautiful and it just makes me feel so warm. So that is something would be like a good thing to do with your friend if you're interested. But of course you would need to have like that level of relationship to do. Mm-hmm. Or even like when you send each other like birthday cards or like those kind of things like it kind of becomes like a positive um positive enforcement for each other and it's 
I feel like oftentimes people, it becomes like a bit of a, a me, me mentality. Be like, oh, like, okay, what can you tell me about me? But you're not really offering anything to the other person. So I think it's very important to be considerate of someone else. So let's say if you want like a letter from your friend, you're more likely to get it, get the letter from the friend if you've sent it as well. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of. Or even finding some other way of showing that care and consideration to let, let them know. I mean, you cannot be like a cold, distant person and then like ask the person to be like, hey, so um, can you tell me some good things about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. You have like... to open your heart to receive as well, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. It, it is a two-way street. So while I hope you, whoever listens to this, I hope you have people in your life that you can be like, hey, like, is there anything like good about me when you're feeling really down and the person lifts you up? I really hope that's true. But I also think that I hope you are one of those people who would also be encouraging that person because in this world, we need to be there for each other, you know, in whatever way we can. And I see, of course, you have <laughs> definitely been there for me. So. <laughs> you as well. Like just yesterday, you were there for me. That's the thing. We need to understand that uh, it's not always about receiving. We need to give, give and receiving. This kind of thinking of the, I don't like to say balance, but just think of always like if you receive something, what can you give back? You know, and also when it comes to this kind of positive feedback, if you're asking, this kind of feedback tell them what you what they're really good at you know you can just answer the same questions that you had you know um or, or maybe actually when you're like hey i'm just doing this kind of research for my for my business which is what i did and just finding out what people really find what my friends and my clients really find out about me that they came to me for so they knew the angle of that but then that could also lead to some really beautiful discussions actually that you start actually discussing more maybe in first about you, but then you could just actually start discussing your guys' relationship and like, Oh my God, yeah, you were there for me for that. And it might actually become a very beautiful moment of reminiscing as well. It's been really lovely. I really enjoyed our conversation today. I think it's, um, this definitely helped me and I hope it helps many others. And I just thought it's just so important to transparently talk about this kind of thing that, cause I, I would, because especially like on social media, which is also another trigger, they, I've been avoiding it because I'm like, you get up on, so, on social media and you start comparing yourself to others and every, everyone else seems to have it all figured out, which is not the case. We all know that. But when you start, when you see those posts, you can like, oh my God, everyone else is doing this and that. And, oh, you know, like that's the moment, like also like really limiting the social media. And like I said, take the time to do that research what are you good at? Get to know yourself. So also what I would say at the end of this is to be okay to be in your own bubble. And even if it's quiet right now, even if it's slow, even if you feel like nothing is happening, which is like these feelings that I have currently, if you feel all those things, things are still happening. And even if you don't, don't get instant gratification on something, Maybe you don't hear back from, you know, a pitch you did or, or a job application you did. Because we also like, I feel like people in our age, especially, we want instant gratification right now, right now. We want it right now. But know that every single thing you do 
will bring something back. It might not be straight away. It might not be this week. It might not be next week. It might be next month or six months. Everything you give and do, something returns. But also knowing that even if things are slow, like things are always happening for you. And like, and I think I, this is my final thing. Even if you do one small step a day, even if it's one email you send out to possible collaboration or employment, you do one application, or maybe you just polish your cover letter, or maybe you just start your cover letter, or maybe you just do a little bit of your CV. If you do one even smaller step, that smaller step is just one step closer to you to get to where you want to get. So don't be hard on yourself, because if you just one step a day, even if it's one step a day, you're winning because you are progressing. So not being hard on ourselves, having to do so much. And if you are feeling lower energy, just take care of yourself first. Do this kind of to boost your energy. You know, like I said, talk to other people, get some feedback, or just don't just take care of yourself. Move your body, connect with your friends. Do coloring. I've been doing coloring and it's amazing, by the way, for your mental health. And when you start overthinking, like it's, it's a beautiful way to get grounded again. Take care of yourself first, because when your energy is more aligned, then you can also start getting more aligned action. And that's a whole other conversation we could do. But um, do you have any any last words you want to say? You've said it so beautifully and I really connect to everything that you've said. I think it's just so important for us to take care of ourselves and to know that this is a transition period. This is a moment in life. This is just a very small part of the big picture that do not get so caught up into this part that you are missing the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, something that I do want to say is that do your best to not settle, you know, know your worth know your value and I think social media in general is such a like toxic environment people only see like the okay not all the time don't get me wrong it can be very useful but I think it can be toxic in a way that people show their best sides people show the good things that's going on in their life or like people only show like oh my god I graduated oh my god like I have a job this amazing job I got promoted like I'm on vacation all of that but people do not show that generally speaking do not show the moment where they're like oh I'm really struggling today or like oh today I or like oh I got rejected again from (laughs) from the job that I applied to oh actually um I'm having to retake this exam that I didn't do well in like all those things that happens in your life people do not actually want to advertise it to other people because they want to show that image of like oh wow she's doing so good so it's almost like you want others to be envious of you but people may not even realize it you know so it's not it's not always like intentionally wanting other people to but it kind of comes across as that so rather than comparing yourself to somebody else I hope you I hope the only competition that you have is against you. (laughs) You are your competition. Yeah. And I think to add on to that one more thing on this, like I would just like to say that you are not the first person to be rejected and you won't be the last. Even when you look at the people who have been very successful, even just like... Oprah got rejected and it worked out so great for her, you know, and there's just so many people who got rejected and it just, 
they are better than ever before. Like a lot of when you're coming up with new ideas, new ways of thinking, you're definitely going to get rejected. Or like when you're sometimes when you're going through like a new phase or even like transitioning, when you're figuring out what to do, like it's, rejection just happens so much. But rejection is just like a portion of that little one page in your book, you know, and yeah. the rest of the book could be the book of your success. Absolutely. You, you don't know. So don't be so hung up on that one page. And yeah, that's it's, my final yeah. statement. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing, like, universe guides you. It, the rejections are just there to lead you on your right path. So, like, the no means next. So, so like, the rejection is for you. It's just, it's directing you where you mean it to go. So if you, instead of focusing on door closing, that door just wasn't for me but a new door is opening because universe is directing where you're meant to go. You need to just trust that. Let's just leave it that trust. You need to trust yourself. You need to trust your skills. You need to trust that you're doing your best. You need to just trust that the rest is just not up to you. What's in your control is in your control and what's out of your control, leave that to the universe and just do your best. I think it's good to leave the conversation with that. It's been really lovely. Thank you. And I agree with, do your best and that's enough yeah like i said do your best and the universe does the rest (laughs) hello lovelies i just wanted to take a quick moment to say a huge thank you for listening to this episode of moving dialogues if you're wanting to support the growth of this podcast there is a donation link below so i can keep on bringing even more moving stories your way better than ever i thank you so much for your continuous support it doesn't go unnoticed I'll see you next time. Much love.